Hi everyone, I'm Rose Greenspan. And I'm Claire Oblivine. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Cox. Cox. So I'm from Atlanta Junior Rowing Association in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm from Sarasota Crew in Sarasota, Florida. And I've been in the sport of rowing for about three years now. And I've been coxing for about two. And how I got into coxing was I was doing one of the summer camps at a my club, AJRA, and one of my coaches came up to me and asked me if I wanted to start coxing for our novice men's squad, and that was the summer before my eighth grade. So at my club, it's a little, it's not normal for, like, middle schoolers to move up to, like, novice and varsity teams. Usually you'd have to wait a year, but my coach invited me up that a year early in my eighth grade year, which was really a great experience for me. And I've been coxing for around five years, three years with our middle school program and two years with our high school program. So the way my club works is if you want, in eighth grade, you're allowed to move up to your the novice group where you start to like really get into the sport, working more. And it's less about just getting in a boat and getting the experience. And it's about training the sport. And now I'm in the varsity program. It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it for these for my first full year in varsity. Okay, so how we met. So we summer twenty twenty one we both did Ready Set Row, which is like a summer camp for girls rowing and we both joined as coxswains and we kinda met there but I wanna say we weren't that close. We didn't like grow close yeah. that summer. Did we? In the beginning, it was kind of just like we were, we had, were at the coxswain table. We were more there. like friendly over the summer than like good friends. Yeah, and then when we like, I feel like when the racing started, we definitely got a lot closer. Not yeah. last week, because so we kind of got closer. How we got closer was we had two U seventeen eights at Ready Set Row, and Claire was in the A boat, and I was in the B boat, and like. They just kind of, like, switched the girls around a lot, and we kind of, like, talked to each other about, like, how the girls row as they switch them in and out of, it, like, in between the A and B boat, and that's how, mm-hmm. like, how we started to, like, talk more, and then, like, after that, we just kind of, like, grew a lot closer, I guess. We were, like, best friends, but rivals. Yeah, but, like, it, it was, like, it was friends. a healthy relationship. Healthy competitiveness. Yeah, healthy yes. competitiveness. <laughs> and then... After that, we just, like, kind of kept in touch more, and then... Yeah, because you were friends with a lot of the Sarasota yeah, girls I was, that were also there. There were Yeah, so there were about, like, there. So. there were a few Sarasota girls, and I became close with all of them, too. And so we just kept in touch after that, and, like, after practice, each of us would, like... Like, when we went back to our own clubs in Atlanta and Sarasota after practice, we would each, like, call each other after practice and, like, just talk about it for, like, hours... <laughs> It's and so that nice was, to have like yeah. to talk to. Yeah, that wasn't when like from rowers. They look at you like, yeah. Like obviously they're doing a lot more of the heavy lifting, but our brains sometimes explode. Yeah, so. <laughs> and it was. It's nice to have like another coxswain that's like not from your club to talk to to just get like out of it and just like talk yeah. about it. They don't and then have that any kind of just... yeah, and then that kind of leads into how we started this and got the idea. So how we, like, started this was I talked to Claire one day, and I, like, FaceTimed her, and I was like, 
oh my gosh, and I talked for like an hour straight about <laughs> practice. And then later we were talking still and we were joking and we we're like, oh my gosh, like we should start a TED talk for coxswains. And then I'm like, that was such a funny thing. I yeah, story. and like, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, and we were like, we it was like completely that. a joke at the time. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, because we did that like at least once a week where we just like call each other for like an hour at a time and just like talk about it about, like, coxing and rowing and, like, just the whole thing, and so after, at, like, one point, I think this was, like, the end of November, I want to say, like, mid to late November of 2021, we were, like, hmm, man, what if, what if we actually did this? (laughs) Or Claire was, I don't know. What gave you, yeah, what gave you that idea to, like, really take it seriously, and you're, like, So, like, what gave you that idea to, like, really start taking that, like, we should start a TED Talk thing for coxswains seriously, Claire? Well, like, I've spoken to other coxswains and things, and, like, having other coxswains to talk to is, like, one of the best things ever. Because okay. rumors yeah. don't always understand. Yeah. We love them, but they don't yeah. always understand. <laughs> so just having, like, a community of people that understand what everyone's going through or, like, has an idea of, like, what happens so nice I thought yeah. it would be like amazing and especially like at that junior level where we're still like in high school I feel like it's like I'll talk to some of my friends that are like in college coxing now and like just talking to them about it is so different like their experiences and like their coaching and their rowers like just it's all so different so I feel like another big part of it was like there's no one really like our age that we can like truly relate to about this sort of thing so we're like hmm that's kind of how it started yeah and then i'm so glad we did me too it's honestly been so fun gives us more excuses to talk to each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then some of our goals through this obviously if you follow us on instagram or if you don't some of our goals have been to really just build that community of coxswains and rowers. And part of it has just been, like, getting out there, like, on Instagram, like, talking to friends and just, like, trying to, like, promote it, kind of. Yeah, just to get coxswains working together. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like rowers have, like, this, like, you can look up to a lot of rowers. You can also look up to a lot of coxswains. Yeah. Love, love so many coxswains. Me too. <laughs> but it's, they're less of us because there's one out of nine. Yeah. Rovers have eight out of the nine people on the boat. And we have one out of the nine, yeah. which is fun. But they're just less of us to, to like, there are a lot of us, but we don't know each other that much. So. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the rowing community is so like big and close knit. Like every, if you're in the rowing community, like you're fully in it. Like, you know, everyone and everyone knows you. And, like, I feel like that's a really big thing for rowers, but, like, not as big for coxswains, which is what, like, I want to help try to build through this. Yeah. Those are our goals. Yeah. And then, (laughs) so, some of the future podcast topics we were thinking about, and for sure, like, let us know if there's anything you guys, like, really want to know, because we love hearing input from you, and that's, like, part of how we want to achieve our goal is, like, getting that input from you to, like, help build it up. 
and just like and so hear we can from talk you guys. about things you're interested in and mm-hmm. not just things that and make it like a little more interesting hours about randoms <laughs> yeah and make it a little more interesting and like relatable for you guys and so some of the things we're going to talk about later on is like 2k planning and prep from a coxswain perspective because obviously from like a rower perspective it's like sleep well which we obviously have to do too and then like eat a good amount and like all that stuff but for a coxswain it's really different from like what a normal rower would go through and then there's also some other ideas which is kind of talking about like our responsibilities on and off the water and Claire do you want to talk about that part for now so on and off the on the water priority at least what I've been told that I think is the best thing safety you don't want to go like ram into something because boats are expensive (laughs) people are very precious (laughs) don't kill your rowers Um, but on land it's making sure that the rowers are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing to get faster and to make sure everyone's growing together yeah everyone's making every like no matter what level boat you're in making the that boat faster making everyone faster together. Yay! Yeah, and I feel like we'll get it, we'll definitely try to make, like, another episode talking about that a little more in depth, because I feel like that's a really important part of our jobs, too. Yeah, And then It's something that I feel like, at least I did in the beginning, like, mm-hmm. you overlook the land training part, because yeah. coxswains always, like, have that feeling where you're most important on the water but i think you can be i think you can important. yeah equally important if not more important on land on land yeah and so we're gonna answer a few like questions you guys had or like f- more fun questions about us and so we're gonna start with our favorite boat to race like four eight what about you claire which one's your favorite so i like eights because my team eights are like it goes, I don't even know the full ranking because I only know the coxswain ranking, but eights are more prioritized of sorts. So they're like more fun. You can see what your rowers are doing and like you can see behind you. I think that's why I love eights personally. What about you, Rose? I like racing eights too because I mean like fours are really fun in the perspective that like you can just like see that bow ball ahead of you as you're racing and see how it like picks up and like dips down and like just how much that alone tells you but I feel like eights are more fun because you can like see your rowers and what like their blades are doing and that just tells you so much and gives you so much more input on what the boat is doing and I also like for if you're in like a head race it's easier to like just turn around and see what's behind you and then also yeah (laughs) and also if you're in a like 2k race it's just easier to like get into your stake boat maybe i just feel like eights are more like fun and like practical to like see what you're doing and like see what your rowers are doing at the same time yeah i definitely think fours as well when practicing can really help you feel the boat because you can't see it you can see two blades if you like turn your head but you have to feel what's happening and i think definitely yeah. rsr i rode in fours way more than i normally do and i'm like whoa i could feel things that i didn't know i could feel before <laughs> yeah and i at home in my club i usually do about like half and half 
fours and eights. And I feel like the fours are really beneficial for, like, getting that boat feel. And then eights are a really good way to, like, test it out and see, like, if I feel that, is that, like, actually what's happening in the boat? Because you can, like, feel it and then, like, look at it to make sure, like, what you're feeling is right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And what's your favorite length of race? My favorite? Okay. I really like sprint races. Like, spring season is really my favorite thing. Because I really like just, like being side by side like eight lanes across all those boats are just like so close together and you can like hear the other coxswains like next to you and like screaming and then like you're trying to like keep your boat in and I just really love that environment of like just everyone being there and that like because I don't I don't know if that's like just me but like I feel like sprint races are more competitive in a way because everyone's just like right there and it's just so much more easy to like stay in it with your boat and like know how you're doing is there a specific like length of sprint race 2k 1500 my favorite is oh gosh I don't even know I feel like can I say like the first 500 and the last 500 because I really like being able to like get off those start blocks during the first 500 and like really just get out in the lead and then the last 500 is like on a in my opinion, like, one of the most important 500s of the race, because yeah. yeah. it can either, like, make or break your race kind of thing. I've seen people win or lose in the last one. Yeah, so, and there's just, like, so much that happens in that last 500, like, you can, you can be, like, a boat length down and just walk it up and, like, win by open water, or just, you can do the opposite, too, you can just, like, <laughs> lose that lead, but what's your favorite length to Cox, Claire? I think I'm going to have to say 2K. Yeah. Because there's just a lot going on. Sprint races, especially. Mm-hmm. Listen, trying to hear other coxswains while hearing your bow. While, like, it's like yeah. so much, but it's so fun. Yeah. Like, it I... all happens at once. And I feel like the rowers feel the competitiveness of just like out of the corner of their eyes seeing mm-hmm. someone else there. And they're like, oh my God, let's go. Like, yeah. It just has a different. It's really fun. And for like the particular part of the race i'm gonna have to disagree with you what's your favorite i'm gonna go with like the 750 to the 1k and the last 250 because i feel like the middle of the race at least as a coxswain you feel like the energy died down and like thinking about yeah keeping that energy through like a middle move or like something like that is always fun for me to plan and sprint race, the end of the race is always just like... Yeah, uh, it, it's everyone's, everyone's like, favorite. Right, I go. mean, except the rowers, probably. They probably don't like us for that, but... <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, just a little more through. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, and... The last thing we're going to talk about for this first episode... It's going to probably be a little lengthier than any of the other topics we've talked about so far. Just because there's so much volume to how you have to deal with it and like what's going on with it and it's gonna be so I'm a freshman in high school and Claire's a sophomore right now and so we're both kind of on the younger end for coxswains and for like our amount of experience we're both kind of on the younger end so the question was what was our experience being so young surrounded by so many older coxswains and to give you a little background I started coxing about a year ago now 
And when I started coxing a year ago, there were five seniors and then, or five seniors and juniors. And then the start of this fall season, like starting a new year, there were eight seniors at my club on the men's team alone, which is where I was. And so that experience, just being like a freshman with like four, like eight seniors, I think it's been really beneficial to me because I think compared to like being like competitive with like another freshman or another sophomore, trying to like get in there with those seniors has pushed me to be like so much better and like really just listen to them because they just have so much more experience than me and like just pushing me to like get onto their level, not like onto their level, but like pushing me to like get closer to their level of like between steering and like competitiveness and just everything. And then Claire has a similar experience if she wants to talk about it. I definitely do. So when I moved up, I was an eighth grader in the novice program, which is like normal. You're like all building your skill together. But I was the only coxswain for the men's uh, novice team. (laughs) So that was a little weird. And I would have, because I was the only coxswain on the men's side, I would have older coxswains that didn't have a boat that big come down and take the top eight. And I was like, okay that's cool that's fine but like you definitely learn another bit of competitiveness there okay i gotta go i have to improve because it makes you think oh i'm the top coxswain when i'm alone but now i need to try to compete with other people and then when i moved up my freshman year to the varsity team there were three seniors a junior and a sophomore and i was a little less stressed knowing in my team you moved down your freshman season, you move back down to novice or freshman novice to race with the freshman events. So I was just working on building my skill for moving down, which was a little less stressful because in my head, I was like, those senior coxswains have been in varsity for so long that I'm going to listen to them and try to take as much information as I can from them and apply it to what I'm doing now, which definitely, I think, improved my skill a lot and made me it was like less stressful not competing with someone my age because there wasn't another freshman there yeah so I was just really working with them yeah, yeah. and yeah. like talking about the topic yeah and talking about like the other side of it like the downfalls of it that can get really lengthy too but we're just going to try to keep it a little shorter for today as it's the first episode and we're just trying to like get you guys to know us a little more and talking about the downside of it Last year, I was coxing only U17 boats because I was still on novice, and that's kind of how my club works. Like, novices are usually U17. And then, like, so I was, like, our top U17 coxswain last year for, like, all of our U17 boats, and I went to Nats with our U17-8. And then, like, coming back fall season and being on varsity, I was pushed into U19 boats, still being, like, 14, which is kind of weird, but... Anyways, we are, I was pushed up to those U19 boats just because I moved up to varsity, which I really, I think it was a really good experience, but I feel like another downfall of it was moving up from, like, being on that high of, like, always getting that top U17 boat and then, like, just being dumped down to, like, our fifth U19-4 was, like, a weird shift, and especially after RSR, because, like, I wasn't in, like, 
awful boats there either. Like, I was in relatively good boats because I worked really hard over the summer. But then, like, coming back in fall and just being there with, like, eight seniors and, like, all of them were, like, competing for our 1v and, like, still are. But because they're going through recruitment and that just, like, is really a big thing for them, especially this year. And so, like, I knew walking into fall season that I wasn't going to, like, walk in there with, like, some really, like, great boat. But, like, as I started, like, getting into a few head races and, like, just continually getting that, like, 3v4, 4v4, 5v4, it just kind of, like, got harder to, like, stay motivated. And I think part of what kept me motivated was, like, listening to the seniors talking about, like, how well their recruiting has go- has been going and talking and, like, because I'm really close with all of them and, like, talking about, like, how much those, like, top boats have helped them through recruiting and, like, as those boats have been helping them through recruiting and, like, me not getting them, I felt, like, a lot better because they're my friends and I want them to, like, go to college and Cox and college and do really well, but still on that, like, downfall, it was, like, such a hard shift from going, like, top boats to, like, absolute bottom boats. No, I feel that 100%. The end of two seasons ago, the end of 2020 spring season, Mm -hmm. I had been, like, with the top U17 men's eight the whole time. That seems weird, so coxswains can be on both squads. It doesn't matter. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's based on GMS and coxswain level. Yeah. Which is fun. So (laughs) you have a lot more opportunities. But the end of it, I had... The sophomore coxswain moved down, who was also U17, and I got kicked off my eight, which, you know, it sucked a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, you learn that things work out in the end, because I got put into the women's U17 eight, which I love every single girl from that boat, mm-hmm. and I, like, it was one of the best experiences, and you learn a lot from it, like, yeah. switching, I've been with that same squad for, I want to say, like, two and a half years, moving up, moving down with them. And then I'm with a group of people that I haven't met for two weeks before Nats. And I'm like, oh, my God. But it worked out in the end because I absolutely love the boat I was in. And I just, like, love all of them. And I'm going to say something. Wow. I'm blanking. That's lovely. (laughs) Yeah. But you learn that things work out. And even when, like, get kicked off a boat, you're going to love your experience. Oh, I concentrated a thought back. Yeah. I was recently in the four week because Cox is big around. It's stressful. We love it. But I was recently in the men's four week. And the coaches explain things differently to each boat based on like their knowledge, like the way they understand things. And when you're in a lower boat, they explain it sometimes a little simpler. And when the coach was explaining how like it's like something about pressing through the drive. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. But it made like <laughs> I understood it like, a little more. I was like, oh my God, my head's about to explode. That was amazing. And I felt like I had a good row after that, even in a lower boat. So you can have like great rows in all boats. It's just making that boat have the best row possible. Yeah. And that's another thing I really loved about like moving down into those like lower level boats this fall was learning how to like keep my words simple on the water and make it like really understandable and just like learn that new way of like not a new way of coxing but like 
a different way with like more simple yeah a different way to communicate which was really nice because I feel like I needed that change because my novice year I guess last year I was with like the same eight guys the whole year and so like I knew what they needed but like I didn't know how how to cox other people very well so I feel like moving especially to RSR because like there were just so many girls from like so many different places and just like they all rode differently yeah and they all rode differently like learning how to like get those like eight different like clubs basically in line into one boat it was really fun and then like coming back and then like taking what I'd learned at RSR with like taking all those different people and like molding them into like one collective like boat and unit that works together and taking that back to like those people I've like never been with before on the water and like learning how to take them even though like we've we're from the same club but like just learning how to take them and like just slowly like bring them together more no 100 percent. because I've been in mixed lineups now and yeah I'm less stressed of seeing 30 people wear differently Mm -hmm. I think last year when I was in varsity, like bottom boat varsity freshman time, I was like, oh my God, everyone's rowing differently. What the heck do I do? But RSR was like, everyone's rowing differently. Make it work. Yeah, bottom you line, learn how to- what we're hearing here is you should go to RSR. Ladies <laughs> out there, coxswains, lady coxswains, any of y'all, go to RSR. I'll be there this year. Some of my good friends will be there this year. Claire, I don't know. Uh, she's we'll still figuring her stuff out i'm trying to work on recruiting's gonna happen for me this summer yeah so i'm trying to figure out like, and we'll try to do another episode on recruiting and yeah we'll, we'll try have to have a guest speaker on there hopefully for recruiting talking about that i hope so still staying I quiet on who it is so. <laughs> you guys will see who that is soon or eventually at some point but that'll be really exciting and I think we're starting to close it out here, but for future podcasts, like, seriously, let us know, like, DM us anything, like, you can DM us on our personal Instas, too, like, let us know if there's anything you guys are, like, really dying to hear, and we can try to incorporate into one of the episodes, or, like, if it's a big enough topic, we can just, like, make a whole episode on it, and then we also have a few guest speakers lined up. Hopefully. 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 And... We just hope you guys enjoyed it. I know sometimes we like talk a lot, but we're really we're just trying. First time like yeah. actually recording what we're we said. Really trying to like. You think people it... that record what they say in a boat every day? Yeah. Would be better. Yeah. At this. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're really just trying to keep it real and personal and just more relatable. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying till the end. Um, Claire, you got anything, any last words to say here? Thank you to the people who currently follow us. Follow us if you haven't followed yeah, us. Yeah, drop, drop, drop a follow. It's at Let's Talk Cox on Instagram. It'll be Man. really exciting. Some more stuff coming up. Always trying to keep it here. We did the thing. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys so Bye, much. Guys. Thank you.